Hello, and welcome to Rough Edges Podcast with Sarah I. Fox. In this podcast, I will guide you through my faith and mental health journey to dispel the stigma surrounding mental illness and to create an empowering resource for those who wish to discover more about these topics. I pray that this podcast will not only bless you, but that it will bring growth and healing to our communities. Hey there, Sarah here. Before you dive into today's episode, I just wanted to say thank you so much for your support and for hitting that play button. If you want to expand on that support, here are three ways that you can do so. One, leave a review. If anything in today's episode resonated with you or you want to share how the podcast changed your life, you can do so by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Two, check out our shop. The Rough Edges Shop is a faith-based, women-of-color-owned online shop where you can get a variety of products from tote bags, journals, t-shirts, crewnecks, and more. 20% of the proceeds go to a mental health organization. So check it out at roughedgespodcast.com slash shop. Three, connect on social media. Rough Edges is on a variety of social media platforms, including Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and more. If you want to connect outside of listening to the podcast episodes, you can do so on those platforms. If you have any more questions or want more information on the ways that I've just discussed, you can check out the episode description or stay to the end for more information. Now, enjoy your episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Rough Edges. Today, I am joined by a very special guest. Her name is Avantika. Avantika is the host of the Beautiful You podcast. She is currently studying psychology in Mumbai, India. She was diagnosed with bipolar type 2 when she was 17. She's a mental health advocate, and she enjoys reading, writing, and occasionally performing poems. She absolutely loves traveling as well. Welcome, Avantika. Hi. Hi, Sarah. Um, thank you for having me. I'm so honored to well into this conversation and be on the podcast. Yeah. So, Avantika, before we get into our topic for today, I would like to get to know you a little bit better. Sure. So, what are three things that you are most passionate about and why? Oh, gosh. Three things that I'm most passionate about. Uh, one of them definitely is, well, traveling. I love, love, love traveling. I love meeting new people. And uh, yeah, it's just when you're traveling, it puts you out of your comfort box and it puts you, you know, in uncomfortable situations with new people, new surroundings. And it helps you grow in ways you wouldn't grow at all if it wasn't for, you know, if it if it you weren't traveling. Um, secondly, the second thing I'm passionate about is, of course, mental health advocacy, because I feel like it's about time and it has been about time where we need to have more candid conversations and we need to speak up more about mental health journeys and normalize experiences and uh, yeah, basically do more in the mental health community. So that's one. That's the second one. And the third one would be, I absolutely love poetry. I love public speaking in general. So I would say 
that would be it i love connecting with people with my words i love connecting uh i love performing and i love spotlight honestly i'm not going to lie <laughs> so <laughs> that that just might be those might be like the reasons yeah oh yes i really love that and i resonate with like all three of them especially like the traveling because girl i need to do my own set of traveling right now like your girl's in need of a vacation for sure oh my but God. yeah i'm on a vacation in like may towards the end of may and honestly traveling is very addictive because i took my first solo trip when i was 19 like last year um and then my body started craving traveling again and then, like after like i don't know 8 or 10 months i was like i need to travel again i need to travel again and then i did it in may to like end of may and then within just two months my body was again like we need to travel again we need to it's like damn bro calm down we just went on a trip and came back um but yeah i actually might end up taking another trip in two months which is fun so there's that <laughs> all right that is so cool where are you going if you don't mind me asking It's uh, one of the states in India itself. It's called Goa. So it's a very, very famous um, state where it's it's just known for parties, honestly. So I'm the kind of traveler who do who does like solo traveling and slow travel, especially. So me, I don't I don't like going to crowded places. But this is my last year of college, and I do have a friend who wants to go to Goa as well. And I've never been to Goa. Um, and it's very famous for New Year's. So like you have to go to Goa for New Year's if you're into like parties and you know just having fun. It gets very loud. So yeah, um, that is where I'm planning to go. Let's see how how it like if it actually falls through. Uh, like not falls through if it actually goes through. So um, yeah, yeah. I I hope it does. But we are still in the planning stage of it. We'll see how it goes. Ooh, wow! <laughs> I would love to hear all about it. Like offline, you know, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I keep you updated. <laughs> yes, of course. So, Avantika, today we are going to be like talking mostly about your journey with managing bipolar disorder. So, could you tell me more about your mental health journey and what are some lessons that you've learned about healing during the process? A bit about my mental health journey. So, I I think it started Honestly, when I think about it, it start it dates back to when I was ten. So for the first time, I experienced dissociation when I was ten because of some uh, things which were going on going on at um my in my personal life, and um I had no idea what was happening. I could I could sense that it was an out of bodily experience for me, and I was very confused because I was ten, right? So um I I told my uh you know one of my parents about it and. uh they mentioned that it just might be because of something else like oh watching too much tv or being on your phone stuff like that because even they weren't aware about what exactly is happening so then i was 15 when so that was one of the things which was alarming for me but i was like oh it just might be something else and i brushed it off it happened for a week straight uh and then it didn't didn't happen again and then i was 15 when um i got suicidal for the first time and I was diagnosed with depression, anxiety, and PTSD uh, when I was fifteen. So that started the you know role of medications in my life. Uh, I went to therapy for that. I actually went to my school counselor for that, and then on and off medications and on and off therapy. I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder type two when I was seventeen. And um, again, it has been a it has been a journey to find the right psychiatrist and a therapist for me. So eventually, 
um last year of january i went to these like i went to this organization and they gave this set of psychiatrist and therapist for me and i've been going to them ever since so um that is been so it has been a little bit hectic uh in terms of my mental health um diagnosis it took me a while because having having been diagnosed with something like bipolar at 17 was very shocking i was in denial for a good amount of time i, I would feel like an imposter when i would say that oh i have bipolar because people are like where well, it's all in your head or um it's not really happening or you're too young you're thinking too much um you know don't think too much about it and it might just go away stuff like that but that's not how it, how it happens so that was that was the part of it and the lessons that i've learned about healing during the process is that it really 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 is not linear oh my god it it it, it pains me to you know say this out loud but it's like it's very uh it's easier to say it to someone else that, oh leaning healing is a linear you're good you know you're, you'll be fine but when you're going through the process of it when you're going through the ups and downs and it feels like it feels suffocating sometimes to just go through the motions and never get better but you are getting better though one of the things that i remind myself is um five steps forward and two steps backwards is still three steps forward thank you thank you so much I also wanted to talk about your podcast. So, what made you decide to become a mental health advocate and how did you create the Beautiful You podcast? That's such a good question. Thank you for asking me that. So, what made me decide to become a mental health advocate is honestly the power of speaking up. I wanted to I always like it's it's very cliched, but I always live by the code be the change you want to see in the world right so yeah. i i wanted some i tried to become someone that who i whom i wanted when i was younger and i think if when i was younger if i had a friendly face or if i knew someone who was going through something similar it might have made my journey a little bit smoother knowing that oh i'm not alone right so one of the things that helped me become a advocate become an advocate is just understanding the power of speaking up because not everyone is able to talk about their journeys so if you're in a place where you're able to advocate for it if you're able to speak up if you're able to share your journeys without it being detrimental to your own health i feel like that is very powerful not just for yourself but also for others it gives strength to those who can't speak up just yet right so that is one of the reasons and i in through with therapy and everything i eventually got to a place where i was able to talk about my journey it wasn't easy because being vulnerable on the internet is never easy or even in front of people in real life right uh but i was like this is like this is i'm just trying to be the person that i wish existed so instead of just wishing that oh this is something that needs to be done what am i doing to make it happen so i just wanted to be the change that i wanted to see in the world and um how i started my podcast so it started in november 2021 so i would write things about like stuff about mental health um why like either by blogs or poetry or you know uh, i would make videos and it resonated with people a lot i was like wait a minute so the message that i'm trying to send across it's getting resonated with people so that is what made me more inspired in like 2021 i absolutely loved the concept of podcast i would listen to a lot of it i think it was still pandemic um pandemic was still happening so uh, i had a lot of free time on uh, with myself so i just like 
I would think about it. Oh, what if I start my podcast? Uh, what if I talk about these journeys? Because I also love talking. So uh, I put all of them together and I was like, you know what? I would want the audience to grow with me. So if I'm doing it at, a, at an earlier age, it will be like the audience is growing with me and I would be changing a lot. So I'd be able to, you know, share those experiences with the audience quite more. So this is why Beautiful You came into existence. Beautiful You, the podcast came into existence. I just wanted to share stories. I wanted to share my story and build a safe community of people where we, talk, we normalize, you know, mental health experiences and inspire each other. I always believe that empowered people empower people. And I just wanted to engage in conversations. And eventually it, uh, you know, grew into something where um, we were sharing stories to get deeper insight. So I'm also studying psychology and as a psychology major, what what is one thing we learn is clinical disorders and we learn about symptoms and we study case studies all the time. But I realized when you talk to someone who has been diagnosed with a certain disorder, the amount of insight you get is something that you could never understand just by reading disorders, uh, just mm-hmm. by reading about it, you know. So that is another thing. I just wanted to understand people better. So engaging in conversations like that, like in candid conversations helps a lot in destigmatizing mental health for sure. Mm, Wow. I love all of that. Like that was so incredible. And even like how your reasons for becoming a mental health advocate tied in to your reasons for creating the podcast that all boils down to like, I want to help people and I also want to understand like how people with mental health conditions manage and that is just such like a wonderful thing because you don't find that in a lot of people where they want to actually be the change that they want to see it's usually let's complain about the change until it changes you know so I am also super grateful for you and the beautiful you podcast because that is actually how we connected like I saw like your mental health awareness challenge and I was like oh like this is cool let me connect and yeah and the rest is history so but all that to say is that I'm grateful for you stepping out and you being bold and you know courageous enough to tell your story and to also want to help others so thank you for that Thank you. I'm so grateful for you and the work that you do as well. It's very, very inspiring to see you keep going at it. And um, yeah, like over the course of a few months at this point, we have gotten to know each other pretty well. And uh, I can see how much you're hustling. I can see how much you're grinding and trying so hard to, you know, have a, make a change, right? Because everyone just wants to be, the people in this space, we just want to make a change. We just want to reach out to more people and make them feel less alone. And I I can guarantee that you're literally doing that. So thank you for all the work that you do as well. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And so I just wanted to go into like your poetry, because I know that you write and perform poetry. So like, what inspired you to write poetry about your own experiences with mental health? So the ones, sometimes it's difficult to tell people what is going on uh with just words it's very like so if you have there are certain things that if you haven't been through it you wouldn't quite understand you can try to empathize with it but you wouldn't quite understand what it is right so i have always loved writing um and the poetry that that i like that i wrote recently about my, my mental health experiences is to just 
help others get an insight so i don't have to explain all the time i'm like here here's the poem that will explain what's happening stuff like that you know so mm-hmm. uh, yeah what and it's like poetry is an art form i've always loved art i don't i i always find myself writing some of my best work when i'm overwhelmed with emotions so that's one thing so i don't write a lot of poems but the ones that i write i absolutely love them more than a lot so yeah one thing that helps is just um, one thing that inspires me is just help people get inside into what it is like to live with a certain mental health condition mm yeah and also like what is like one of your favorite pieces that you wrote i wrote this poem called i love love and i like like it because it screams like my vibes it screams avantika but the other one about mental health there's this one poem that i wrote what it feels like to live with bipolar and i uh, recently performed at one of my college fest as well and uh, people got a lot of insight into what it is so one thing that i aim with that, with this particular poem is to give them insight like at the end of the day i want you to get a better idea on what it is like to live with bipolar so all the listeners and the audience that i have had so far pretty much every one of them have told me that they did get insight into living with bipolar so you know that's wonderful <laughs> wow i love that i really do and it was such a powerful poem like honestly i'm going to link the video in the show notes because like everybody needs to hear this like it is so not only insightful but it is so like empowering too where it's just like you encourage and uplift people saying hey even if you have this you can still thrive you could still move forward and you can still you know be successful so mm. i love the element of hope that you have in there too it was really touching thank you i really appreciate it yeah <laughs> of course so i do want to ask you about kind of like mental health and culture so mm. if you could change one thing about how your culture views mental health what would it be so many things honestly in so i'm i'm from india and uh, the indian culture is not supportive of uh, mental health i mean we have come a long way but it's not enough we need to go a longer way you know and uh, one thing i would change is uh, acceptance because people do not have um, acceptance for mental health disorders in any capacity whatsoever one thing that i would change is how people look at mental health as well the language that they use around it um it's demonized in certain parts of india like i live in mumbai which is one of the biggest cities in uh, india so it's a little better in in the city in the cities it's a little better but when you go to the rural you know rural india or when you go to less urban um, areas people would just be like mental health what they would have no idea what what it is and even you know it's like the psychiatrists are referred to as um we in hindi we call them pagalo ka doctor which basically means doctors for the ones who are mad or who are insane uh so you know stuff like stuff like this the language around certain mental health terms or uh, conditions everything needs to be changed but i think one thing that i would like to change is acceptance the amount of acceptance that people have yeah mm wow that that is just so like it's unfortunate that 
you know, even in like 2023, like there are still like a long ways to go in terms of like getting cultures into acceptance. And it's just like in the way that you were describing um, like the Indian culture, like surrounding, like the perception that surrounds like mental health is still like, you know, a little bit of a resistance to it, you know, because it's something that is not talked about enough and I could also connect that to like the black community as well and like my West Indian like Caribbean culture and background too like there's like a lot of like misconception and also like a little bit of a resistance to it where it's just like oh like you're not depressed you're just sad like you just sleep it off or like oh you're probably sick or you could pray it away like there it's not really like a level of care like with these types of topics yeah no 100% it we we have a long way to go honestly it's a little saddening to see that but also we have come a long way as well where people are having conversations in masses about it people like you and me you know and even there are so many others who are having these conversations some at whatever level that they can right so it is happening and you can see the change you can see the revolution happening so yeah, that gives me hope, honestly. Um, but yeah, we can only do so much uh, at our level and just trying to do our best. Yeah, I agree with that, especially like sharing more, you know, like if we word of mouth is like more powerful than people realize, like you could share it with your friends, they share it with their friends and it like eventually spreads and raises more awareness. So yeah, yeah again, I'm grateful for people like you who are just like bold enough to make that first step and be like, Hey, here's my experience. And this is something that I can manage, you know, and share that knowledge with others. Thank you. It's, I honestly feel the same for you as well. Thank you again for all the work that you do. <laughs> it's, um, it's very inspiring. And I see when I see you put up all the work, all the episodes and just knowing you personally, because I know how hard by managing bipolar could get, apart from everything it's honestly very inspiring and it's like it's connecting with people like you with paris as well host of live with bipolar it's being in this community of podcasting as well as mental health advocacy and living with bipolar as well it's it's like oh people are doing it you know what i got this (laughs) yes yes i definitely agree Uh, it's such a blessing for sure And so I also want to talk about how you, speaking of managing bipolar disorder, I want to um, ask, like, what are some things that help you the most when it comes to living well with bipolar disorder? One of the most important things that have helped me is therapy and medication. Although I do not like the medication bit of it, uh, I would rather, you know, be off them because that's just a personal experience. I know that sometimes people need to be on some minimum medication to keep going to manage it well. So I'm not saying that, oh, medications are bad. I just personally don't want to be on them um, apart because there are just other side effects that you experience, right? So yeah, that. But medications did help and going to therapy did help because going to therapy has helped me. Like the therapist that I go to right now is amazing. He gave me a lot of insight and he continues to, give me a lot of insight into how to manage it well the triggers being making me more self-aware the patterns even coming in terms with the acceptance of bipolar because that is one of the things i struggled with uh with like 
immensely at the start of the whole journey those are the things that have um, therapy has helped me you know get past my mental hurdles as well so that and also managing having a um, having a schedule but not a rigid schedule though i cannot function on rigid schedules i can function on so when i have a lot of things on my plate i manage it i think i manage it well enough so be, keeping myself busy has also helped me sometimes where i i would need to push myself a little harder on some days on some days i take it slow depending on what is going on in my life currently but um yeah what the most important part that has helped me is uh, self awareness and therapy yes i love that and i resonate with like all of that too um especially about the medication part because I too have the same sentiments of like I don't want to be on it for like an extended period of time. Like yes, I know it's important and mm-hmm. it has helped me in like stabilizing my mood and everything. But at the same time it's like that's not really a lifelong goal of mine and I don't think like people are really open to hearing that especially when mental health conditions like bipolar disorder are so heavily stigmatized it's Mm. kind of like oh like you better not get off those medications because you'll go insane and it's just like well I'm not gonna go cold turkey but (laughs) I want to get to a place where I can you know be stable enough to not really need them as much as I do now of course exactly yeah that's that's what I meant as well amazing (laughs) yes so avantika i want to thank you so so much uh for joining me today but before we wrap up i -hmm. have one more question to ask you so what advice or words of encouragement do you have for people who are struggling to manage bipolar disorder i would say it it's hard and it sucks so i always i don't want to make it I don't want to glorify it or I don't want to say that, oh, it's all like hunky-dory or, you know, you got this, but you don't got this if you don't put in the work. That's the hard part of it because sometimes you just spiral. Because I have seen personally as well with myself where um, if I don't take the necessity, necessary actions, if I don't be there for myself or take time or do, do the things which are crucial for my well-being, it is a whole spiral. and you know, there was this, I was talking talking about this with one of the uh, friends of friends of mine. I was like, she asked me, "What is the positive thing about bipolar? What is the good thing that you learn?" And you can answer, "Oh, resilience," or "You got stronger," stuff like that. But like, the thing is, when I think about a positive thing, I don't, I, I haven't found any. I haven't uh, because I didn't ask to be this resilient. I didn't ask to be because I had no choice but to be strong, right? I had no choice but to come out the other way. Um, So it's not something that you ask for. And I haven't been able to find anything positive. So my point is, wait, this is turning out to be a little demotivating. I do have a message. (laughs) (laughs) My point is, it sucks on some days. Some days it's hard. The others are harder. But it doesn't need to put you in a box. It doesn't need to limit your potential. It doesn't need to, you know, be a hurdle to the person that you want to be, to the life that you want to live. Despite everything, bipolar isn't your identity. Bipolar is a part of who you are, of what is happening, but it does not need to be your identity. The disorder, the diagnosis, whatever it is, whatever condition that you're living with, not just bipolar, but it only holds as much power over you as much as you let it. So it's really 
up to you you're the co-creator of your journey you're the resource you get to decide how much energy and how much you know power you want to let the disorder or the condition have over you so despite everything there are so many cases that you can see where people living with severe uh, well very chronic disorders maybe they came the came out the other side and were very very successful in their fields now success might mean different for different person so you need to define that for yourself what it means for you but regardless of the diagnosis you will come out the other side and you you will figure it out you will be it's like once you hold have a vision hold hold on to it and put in the work that you need to do to get to the other side you know there it's not easy but it does not need to limit your potential in any way for me it has helped me find out um my passion for mental health advocacy that's one thing if i wasn't diagnosed with men- with bipolar disorder i might have been doing something entirely different with my life right now so that is one mm. thing it gave me a purpose of course so that is I, i i guess one good thing that came out of it but yeah my message to anyone who has been who's struggling with bipolar is that don't let it put you in a box and it only holds power over you as much as you let it mm oh that was so beautiful thank you so much for joining me thank oh, you so much for having me i had such a wonderful time with you talking about this and uh, i hope it reaches to the right audience and i hope it resonates with someone and i hope someone is able to take something out of it and um yeah it was it was lovely talking to you again and uh, thank you for having me Yes, of course. And oh, Avantika, where can people find you and your podcast? You can find me on Instagram avantika.b02, my podcast Instagram @beautifulyou.pod. The podcast is on Spotify and YouTube. You can look it up beautiful you. If you can't find it, just put beautiful you podcast and you'll find it there. And um, yeah, uh please I would love to hear what you guys thought about it. So any dms are welcome and uh, i hope you i hope it resonated with you guys so thank you for listening thank you so much once again i'll have all of your links in the show notes and everyone stay tuned for more empowering episodes on rough edges thank you for listening to another episode of rough edges podcast with sarah i fox If you want more exciting updates on the podcast, follow on Instagram at rough.edges.podcast. You can also visit the official podcast website at www.roughedgespodcast.com. Thanks again for listening and have a wonderful day.